Well, good evening, or good morning. It's about uh, 1.15 a.m. here in central Kentucky. And I just thought I would add another uh, entry to my podcast series and give you an update. Um, we're still dealing, of course, just like the rest of the nation, we're still dealing with the coronavirus and um, uh, and its, its impact on our lives. And, uh, you know, I never thought that uh, we would see such drastic changes necessary but uh, uh, to avoid you know a massive uh, virus outbreak <clears throat> and we may we will probably still see a massive number of people infected and we'll see deaths and we'll see this continue uh, of course the effort is to uh, slow the uh, uh, advance of the disease to avoid overwhelming the medical system well, today, uh, Thursday, was a beautiful day here in Kentucky. Temperature was in the 70s. It was uh, mostly sunny throughout the day. And so um, um, I grabbed Elijah. And so, uh, you know how you have projects that you want to get done one of these days. And you never take time to do it. Well, um, that's kind of the way it has been on my old farm truck. It's an 87 Dodge uh, D-150 uh, full-size pickup truck and uh, I've owned the truck on for almost the whole 23 years we've lived here and um, <clears throat> it um, uh, and it, it it's, you know it's basically it leaves the farm uh, five or six times a year goes to the dump you know or, or to a tractor supply if needed so anyway uh, back last year, uh, back last, uh, well, it may have been the year before that. Anyway, uh, I was in a situation where the car wouldn't start, and the only thing in here that would run and that had tags on it was the truck. And I had to drive it into town uh, for a city council meeting. So, uh, you know, went and covered the city council meeting. It was dark when I came out, and it was also raining cats and dogs so I got in the truck and got ready to leave and just as I'm pulling away from the out of my parking spot the headlights quit so I end up calling Elijah my son and beg him to come uh, guide me home you know he uh, so he dashed into town and uh, got in his Jeep and so I began following him so uh, not long after we left um, City Hall, um, my windshield wipers started making really uh, obnoxious noise and then pop, pop, pop. All of the bushings that uh, hold all that linkage together uh, self-destructed. So, uh, so now I had to follow him without headlights and I had to follow him without windshield wipers and it was raining cats and dogs so it was the longest trip I think uh, to get home in and um, Elijah had no idea my windshield wipers had quit um, and he was driving fast and the farm truck just does not have a lot of pickup um, it, um, it's got an old slant 6 in it with 189,000 miles and 
it runs and it does okay, but it takes a while to get up to speed, if you know what I mean. And uh, so Elijah's got a, a, a Jeep Liberty, and that thing runs like a striped-ass ape. And so he gets in it, and he was gone. And I'm like, um, and at one point, I just had to pull over. He, he outpaced me, and, and it was, it, we let word outside the city limits, and it was dark, and I couldn't see crap. So, so I pulled over, and I called him. I said, come back and get me. <laughs> you know, I, you have to drive slow. And so I convinced him to keep an eye on where I'm at and to keep me close to him. So anyway, we, he guided me home. Um, it was miserable not having functioning um, windshield wipers either. So, um, I, um, so anyway, we got home, and um, so finally, I thought, well, I looked at, I looked up on YouTube. Uh, this is a fairly common problem with thirty-three-year-old <laughs> trucks, Dodge trucks. Uh, the bushings are just made out of nylon, and after thirty years of uh, exposure in the elements and to the sun. Uh, they just they just get brittle and break, and um, so anyway, YouTube. Uh, I have learned so much on YouTube, and and actually, I will go to YouTube looking for uh, other people's experiences um, working on things, just so uh, I can get an idea of how it's done. So it, it just, all it took really was time to get the uh, the cowl, which is that part vented part that's right in front of the windshield on a truck. That the windshield wiper mechanism stick through, so I had to get the uh, we had to get the cowl off, and then um, um, uh, and then uh, get them all that broken linkage out from underneath the cowl. Which um, fortunately there were large access holes in that area, so you could get to it. So anyway, we got all the linkage out, and then uh, put, putting it back together in the right sequence proved a little bit tricky, but we got it. We got it, and uh, uh, and I found out why it broke in the first place. One of the windshield wiper mechanisms that, you know, that um, it has the part where you put the windshield wiper on that's, you know, that wipes the windshield, and on the inside, it's got the place where the crank connects with the linkage. Um, that mechanism, that shaft, was rusted and frozen solid. It uh, it would not turn, and so that's why when I turned the wipers on that night, all hell broke loose and all that linkage came apart because that shaft, windshield wiper shaft was was just frozen shut. So so we spent um, and actually to get it to turn, I had to put it in a vise and beat it with a hammer. And so uh, after liberal applications of uh, a PB blaster, uh, which is a lubricant and uh, penetrating oil, um, finally got it worked down in there, and it and freed it up, you know, back in original condition. It just took a while. So anyway, once we got that fixed, then we put the linkage back in and uh, uh, buttoned it all back up, and it works fine. Um, the windshield wipers that I had on it are, have just rotted in the sun. So I need to get two new wipers for the truck, but other than that, that'll be that'll be good. And the uh, 
And something else I discovered, uh, uh, the truck battery was down the last time. It was So I thought, well, I'll charge it before we actually um, do any work on it. And um, anyway, in trying to start it, it wouldn't start. The battery acted like it was, you know, a, a high resistance. Um, if the starter solenoid doesn't see a solid 12 volts, it won't kick in. And I'm like, what is going on? So um, anyway, uh, after some close, some, uh, you know, some, some tr troubleshooting, I found out that if I grabbed the, uh, the hot battery clamp and twisted it just a bit, it would be enough, it would be, make contact enough to start. So I ended up doing that. And then um, after, because I had to move the truck away from the side of the barn to give a little more access to that side. Anyway, I got that done and then I found out what the problem was. Uh, this uh, battery clamp is actually steel and not lead. Most battery cable clamps are, are steel, I mean, uh, pardon me, are lead. Uh, or they used to be. This was a uh, an aftermarket replacement. Actually, it's spliced onto the uh, original cabling, uh, which that splicing causes problems too. But uh, this problem was the fact that the uh, the positive post on your battery is often is prone to corrosion, and that's exactly what happened. The corrosion had basically eaten the steel up, and so that that battery clamp. Um, was just it, you know, when I twisted it, it split the rest of the way. And so I've got to replace that clamp now, but that's okay. At least I found out what that, what that issue was. So anyway, tomorrow's going to be another uh, pretty day, except it's supposed to rain later. 40% uh, chance of rain later in the day. Um, another problem on the truck is that, um, um, it the it's kind of the Fred Flintstone mobile my wife calls it because the floorboard is so rusted out and in fact it has large holes in it uh, in the uh, floor on the driver's side so anyway I finally bought some steel to uh, rivet in place and uh, uh, cover up the holes and seal all of that so I've got the metal and it's laying in there now and it makes it much nicer uh, and it'll help keep the uh, keep the rodents out. I, I think we'd had uh, um, cats had been getting up into the truck through the hole in the floor in the past. So anyway, we'll keep the critters out. Today, as I said, was beautiful. Tammy uh, was off work today. She's off work on Thursdays, so she did um, some pretty massive spring cleaning in the kitchen and uh, parts other parts of the house. And uh, she baked some banana bread, which was delicious. And then we had uh, hamburgers. And uh, uh, she's taken to mashing um, cauliflower like uh, mashed potatoes. Um, and so with a little bit of butter and salt, that, that's not bad. And so uh, anyway, we had a nice supper. Um, I was hungry after all the work we'd done outside. Earlier this week, uh, I've got a cup... Cub Cadet riding uh, zero turn mower and uh, bought it in 2015 and uh, late last year I started having a problem with it the um, there's a switch you you pull up that engages the mower deck 
basically it's an electric clutch and um, I started having problems with that clutch being intermittent uh, it would gauge and then disengage and it was re it was very intermittent it would run fine for you know for for several days and when I mowed and then all of a sudden it would drop out and then it would just come right back so anyway at the end of this mowing season which was fortunate it, it quit entirely uh, so I've been looking over the winter I've been looking at um, wiring diagrams for the mower and going to YouTube again for uh, information on how to troubleshoot this problem um, replacing the clutch uh, isn't isn't that big a deal um, but I don't know it's the clutch and I really just kind of decided that um, uh, last year I learned a lesson last year. Last year, I wanted to replace the um, um, the uh, mower blades, and the the manual tells you how to remove the mower deck. Well, let me tell you, the mower deck is a first class bitch to remove, and not only that, you have to pull it. It's heavy. Um, most mower decks are stamped steel. But uh, on the mower I bought, I bought a fabricated steel uh, mower deck, which, you know, is it's indestructible, and it'll last forever. But it's also heavy as holy hell. So, so anyway, to change the blades, you've got to um, get the belt off the, uh, off the mower deck. You've got to disconnect it, and then you have to drag it out from underneath the, the mower. And then you have to flip it over, you know, to get underneath it and then get the blades off. So it was a major pain in the butt, let me tell you. It really was. Um, and I, I even at the dealer, I asked him, their parts guy, I said, what's the easiest way to, to change blades on this, on my mower? And he said, let us do it. <laughs> and I thought, you know, that's, that's the damn truth of it, too. So, but anyway, so I knew I was going to take it to him about this clutch. And while I was talking to him about it, they said, well, we've got a special $89 deal where we will uh, change the oil in the engine and we'll tune it up and uh, grease everything that needs greasing, sharpen your blades, and we'll have it ready for mowing season. And I thought that sounds like a really good use of $89. So... So anyway, whenever I get it back, hopefully it'll be uh, by the, around the first of the week, I'll be uh, ready to mow again. Um, the tractor, my Massey Ferguson uh, tractor, I haven't uh, really started uh, it yet. Um, the um, It has a, um, a, a fuel shutoff on the bottom of the tank. It also serves as a filter. Uh, the shutoff... Um, has always leaked since I bought that tractor last year. Anyway, I've got a brand new fuel shutoff to put on it, one that won't leak when it's off. Uh, because it, you know, it, it yeah, you can turn the valve all the way on and it drips a little, and you shut it all the way off and it drips a lot. So, anyway, so, uh, um, but I've got a new one to put on, so that's good. And um, then I can fill it up and not worry about losing all my fuel. Uh, but that uh, the, the the tractor is hooked to the uh, bush hog, 
and that's what I use to mow down the hill. And uh, that's it's starting to really need mowing too down the hill. So that's probably uh, uh, that's that's where I'll be going before long. Um, I've got to change that uh, fuel gizmo fuel shut off off on the tractor. And uh, once that's done, I'll be ready to mow. Um, and looking forward to it, really. The um, I use the zero turn up here on top of the hill around the house. Um, it feels the mowing on the uh, um, mowing with the tractor feels much safer uh, because down the hillside and where I have to mow. So that's why I'd prefer to mow with the tractor. Now my old Ferguson uh, TO20, it's still out here outside the barn. Um, I remember years, several years ago, I had a, uh, I broke studs off of. Uh, there were only three wheel lugs holding it on, and they were loose. And while I was plowing the garden, it uh, broke all three off, and the uh, tractor fell off. The wheel fell off. Um, I've got the wheel, uh, the wheels ready to go back on. Um, I think there's enough good studs left. Um, it's just a matter of getting that, finding that round to it. I really need to do that, though. Uh, uh, I would mind trying that. The problem that I've run into is that the tractor, um, my floor jack I have, won't lift the, the tractor high enough. And this is a common problem that I've seen on YouTube. And people solve this by placing uh, bricks or concrete blocks under the jack just to, you know, so it gives it a higher lift. Um, I'm not going to do concrete blocks or bricks because under a load they can crumble. And then, then what do you have? You've got a tractor coming down on top of you, uh, possibly. But what I did do, I bought 4x4s, uh, some a three foot long four by fours so I can stack those up and kind of for cribbing and then put the jack on top of those and that'll make it that'll give me enough lift so that uh, I can get the wheel on where Elijah and I can muscle the wheel on so uh, and it's just a matter of doing it it's kind of like the uh, the windshield wipers on the old truck um, and actually what happened is the uh, the bushings I needed to repair the truck came in today's mail. And I thought, you know, it's a beautiful day. It would be a perfect job to do. So I grabbed Elijah and off we went. Um, the, um, the tractor tire has been a problem because of the, it originally was filled with, uh, uh, with fluid to give it weight. And that tire was about all Elijah and I could do to even move much less navigate in place on the tractor. So anyway, I, I drilled out the, uh, the valve, the valve stem, and, and forced all the air out of it, and, uh, uh, and got most of the, and got forced all the liquid out, I should say. Uh, so the tractor's much lighter now, and then I had the valve stem repaired, and uh, it's aired up and it's ready to go back on the tractor. Uh, I know Tammy would like to get this tractor uh, off the, uh, you know, get it moving, <coughs> and so would I. It really is a sweet tractor, and I enjoy it. Uh, the Massey Ferguson is, uh, you know, it's like 15 years newer, 
it's got power steering and it uh, you know it's uh, it's the bee's knees but there's just something about the old Ferguson I like uh, it doesn't have power steering and uh, you know I mean it but it it's compact and it runs and starts good and it's uh, it's been a really dependable tractor except for breaking that wheel off so anyway I'd like to get that fixed so anyway uh, we're all trying to survive the coronavirus right now Tammy's still working at the hospital and uh, she may wind up um, uh, as the, they have formally eliminated all visitors to the hospital unless you're uh, if you you're if you're having a baby you can have your birthing partner uh, one person come in um, or if it's an end-of-life situation you can have one guest so it uh, you know that that's or if you have a juvenile or someone who can't make their own medical decisions then in that case you're you know there it, it there are some exceptions but uh, otherwise no visitors to the hospital um, and so she uh, uh, the patients she works with are in the skilled nursing unit which is basically of a, uh, a, a short-term nursing home type facility and uh, it's really tough on those patients they go in there for a to have a hip replaced or you know whatever uh, whatever joint revision they're having and they can't have any visitors none they're allowed no visitors so it uh, it's really it kind of it messes with you I think your recovery when you can't get any encouragement uh, you know or have visitors so um, you know they have ways they can you know call or text or whatever but that's that's not not the same as being there tell you that so but you know I mean we're uh, we're trying, everybody's got to make sacrifices at this time it's critical that we do um, we have um, our sec we had two cases here in the county of coronavirus the uh, first one that was reported it was released from his uh, quarantine or his isolation uh, yesterday so he's uh, uh, Covered and he, after he tested positive, so he and his household are free to travel, and I'm sure they're grateful for that. Uh, the other uh, Nelson County resident who tested positive is in isolation at home, uh, and is apparently doing well according to the health department. Um, so we're not seeing a huge outbreak right now here, but we, and we want to keep it that way. The uh, the hospital is trying to be prepared because there will be more cases. There will be more positive cases here in the county, and uh, they will need to be uh, be helped at the hospital. The, the severely sick ones, um, and of course, um, with my underlying health issues anyway, I don't want to be anywhere near the virus. So I am, uh, you know, taking the steps I need to. To completely avoid contact with the outside world direct contact anyway uh, now I have Elijah and I have run to town and I have uh, you know we had to pick up some potatoes or uh, some other other things and he's been the uh, the gopher for me but uh, he understands how important it is to to limit you know contact and don't touch people and keep your hands clean and washed and sanitized and everything so it's all really crazy and I think Katie called today and 
and uh, she's really ha beginning to have a hard time. She works for the National Gallery of Art, and uh, of course she's a uh, at a low level she's at. They don't really worry about her. I mean, there's department heads and people who are career people who've been there. They're trying to do their work from home, and nobody really gives a shit what Katie's doing. Um, yeah, I mean, she's just, you know, they uh, they just don't get around to deciding. Oh, we need to make sure she's doing something. They're just, you know, she's being paid to stay home, but it's tough on her. So I don't know. Uh, uh, she her husband took off work today, so that uh, I think she needed uh, a little mental health time together. So I'm hoping they uh, hoping they stay safe. And I know it's it's. Uh, you know, I know that her husband, Jason, is worried. He works for a Napa Auto Parts warehouse there in Maryland. And I know that he's concerned if uh, some of, uh, if you know, no one at his workplace has tested positive. And, uh, but, you know, it, will they? I mean, they're, they're trying to follow the social distancing guidelines there at work as much as possible. But, you know, you know how that goes. It's still, anytime you go somewhere... Anytime you meet other people, you're really kind of putting yourself at risk. Um, our governor is uh, doing a good job trying to keep people uh, calm and uh, reassure them that we will get through this and that, uh, um, you know, we all have to work together to limit this virus's uh, spread. Um, so, anyway, that's, uh, I'm all for it. Uh, for <laughs> working together but uh, this is this is just so you know I wake up and I think did this really happen are we really you know quarantining ourselves at home and you know uh, so many businesses have shut down driving through our downtown is like a ghost town now um, the only businesses open are, are the restaurants and they're offering carry out or delivery um, the governor did leave the liquor stores open, and they can deliver or carry out or whatever. So that's a, that's an interesting wrinkle because uh, we've never had delivery uh, uh, liquor delivery services uh, before, you know. So anyway, well, I hope you're staying safe and uh, avoiding as much contact with others, and um, you know, hopefully we will, you know, as a nation. We'll get a, a better handle on what's happening and how this virus spreads and, uh, and avoid spreading it to our own families. Anyway, i got to go, and I will post this at some point. I hope you're having a, uh, having a good week and getting ready for a good weekend. Um, so, so take care, and I'll uh, have another update uh, at some point soon. I appreciate all your comments and those who listen. Take care now. So uh, good evening and uh, good, good night from Kentucky.